Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Motley Baca. My name is Stefan, uh, and my least favorite pizza chain is Domino's. Well, my name is Evan, and my least favorite pizza chain is. I think it's Little Caesars. Little Kaisers? Yeah. You're not a fan of the pizza pizza? I, it's so greasy. It's greasy, but that's kind of the point of Little Caesars, though. Yeah, but. Also, they have they have the things where it's like, oh, you go there and you get like a mini pan pizza or something and like a like a Coke for like $8 as a lunch or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. None that's of the good. other places do that, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like they, they, they're doing things very differently. Yeah, but like. I don't know. Domino's has always been horrible for my stomach, but I can't not eat it. Well, I have a story about Domino's, which is why I said Domino's oh, favorite. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Ian, and my least favorite pizza chain is probably Pizza Hut. But honestly, I don't have that much experience with fast food pizza, so that's a that's a hard one. Well, I mean, what was your college experience like? Uh, we had a really good local pizza shop, um, so we just all went to that. Uh, uh, for me, it was the seven dollar carryout from Domino's. Now they do like the two for six dollars, or like two for twelve, I guess each is six dollars, like the two mediums or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, um, the reason why I'm leading with this, also, hello, it's been a while. Uh, we can we can say that we can recognize that. Uh, we've been busy with like the holidays and stuff, uh, and we haven't really gotten a chance to sit down together and record another one of these podcasts. But hey, we're back in action. And we're finally published. That was a big win. We that hadn't been published in the last yeah. recording. Yeah. We, uh, Ian and I sat down together and, and struggled through Apple RSS for podcasts and their bespoke language and, and use of tags or whatever it is. Because Apple, in their wise wisdom, wants to do something different than everything else on the platform or like every other thing for podcasts there is. I mean, the biggest bug we had, though, in our like full transparency was like self-inflicted. We just forgot to reverse the list. Oh, you so, do show up on my podcast feed, on yeah, my non-Apple uh, feed. It just takes a while for like things to propagate. Yeah. Mm. We should be on every platform Subscribe. now. Subscribe. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, not on YouTube, but, you know. Well, we'll we'll figure that out eventually. I still need to get around to like making a YouTube channel for this podcast and like throwing up the waveforms up there. And yeah, yeah. And then we'll out. have the Instagram accounts and all of that jazz, and we'll have some good, you know, vlogs coming up. It'll be fun. I'm not sure what good Instagram content the Motley Baca can provide, considering we are an audio podcast. Uh, a shop full of merch that we can put ads everywhere. Ooh, Motley Baca merch. That's what I'm saying. That's how you monetize. Why would we be on Instagram, though? Everyone's on TikTok now. Everyone's on TikTok, but, you know, those kids, they don't have money. Their parents have money, and their parents are on Instagram. Oh, okay. I, well, I guess we could do both, right? We can we can appeal That's to true. the youngins on TikTok, and then appeal to the the oldens. On, yeah, on yeah. Instagram. Get on their Christmas list on TikTok, and mommy, I want I want a Motley Baca like <laughs> mug for Christmas. <laughs> I really like that Ian fellow. He makes funny jokes. He has the best takes. <laughs> Son, you shouldn't be looking listening to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a red flag. Yeah, if, if you're going if, off to boarding school, kid. Yeah, if you're uh, if your children are talking about the Motley Baca, um, th- be concerned. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's your fault, not ours. It's bad parenting, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Let's let's uh, we got a we got a couple of topics to talk about here since it has been a while. Um, when I say that, I mean there's like a handful of things. But one thing I wanted to talk about was um, Domino's Pizza giving me food poisoning. You know, fantastic starting topic here. So it was Domino's. It was Domino's. So um, I uh, in 
I got a I got an email from uh from Domino's one day. It's like, hey, your uh, your rewards are about to expire or something like that, right? You have like thirty pizza points or something. And your okay. rewards are gonna expire. And I fell for the marketing campaign. I was like, ah, oh, well, if they're gonna expire, well, how can I how can I stop it? I'm half the way to a free pizza. And they're like, well, you gotta you gotta order a new pizza to to uh to uh to keep your points. You have until the end of the month. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. And so I order I order uh one pizza for pickup or something i got like a chicken bacon ranch something like that uh it's it's amazing by the way how how uh aggressive domino's is at trying to save you money like you look at their coupons and there's like a coupon for almost everything they provide yeah and also if you don't have a specific coupon they'll just give you 20 percent off oh yeah 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 imagine paying full price for domino's yeah, but then, then they do try and upsell you. Like, hey, are you sure you don't want to add, like, lava cake, lava bite, whatever thing it's to true, it? It's true, it's true. And and honestly, their add-ons besides the raw pizzas are not good. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's such a thing as a good Domino's side. Are their pizzas good? I, their wings are fine, but they're, like, bad for, like, wings. I mean, no pizza chain does good wings. Yeah. Um, so Ian, to your point, are there, are those pizza goods are, I can't speak. Are there pizza goods? Um, they're supposed to be good. I I think, but the problem was, is that I, I had the Domino's pizza and I was like, oh, okay, well, Hey, this, this, this tastes fine. And then eight hours later, I was just sick to my stomach and was like, uh, had, had a, had a terrible moment was like throwing up in the bathroom my sleep schedule was all 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 snafu'd um and i rude the day that i ever decided to order domino's so my follow-up question to that is next time you're looking for pizza where are you gonna go no not domino's you're gonna go higher end like zeke's or pagliacci i i, I think zeke's i you can't support pagliacci I, I had pagliacci the other day and like it's just get zeke's yeah i think zeke's is zeke's is premier there's also the one pizza place in um in uh like south of university that we went to once or oh, that, yeah, was really really that was really good that uh, was you, good. you have to have it there i one uh, that's one yeah. thing i want to take you guys to to like eating at the restaurant the problem is that parking there is a little bit annoying um but no but in retrospect i, I was i was talking about this story to some some uh family miners like well yeah you didn't was the fact that the points were about to expire not a warning sign <laughs> for uh for <laughs> your uh <laughs> Your, your potential food poisoning here. Your points are about to expire, and so are you. Yes, yeah, so is the pizza that we <laughs> make. <laughs> Our ingredients are about to expire. Yeah, I, I lived, like, walking distance to that. Uh, Johnny Moe's is what you're, you're... That's the pizza place, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I lived walking distance to that for, like, a year and a half, two years, and I never went go. that far north. Uh, for everyone listening, if you're in Seattle, Johnny Moe's Pizzeria. Uh, I, what's the name of that, like, district called? Uh, it's like East Lake. East Lake, that's what it is. Uh, and East Lake, fantastic pizza. Uh, they also have like salads and stuff. They're pretty good too. But uh, honestly, can highly recommend it. If you're if you're in town, uh, it's a good uh good recommendation. You know what else is a good fo- food wreck for Seattle that we I only recently discovered. I think I, I posted about this in like one of our discords and something like that. The Nordstrom Grill. Yeah, I saw you post about that. Yeah, I always see it, and I've never actually gone in. Um, so. Uh, I, I was walking around downtown Seattle with with a friend of mine, um, and uh, we were looking for a place to eat, right? Um, and he's a he's a vegan, so the options are a little bit more limited. 
um, I mean, Seattle still has plenty of options, but like we were just walking through downtown and, you know, we had like, um, we had like sandwiches the other day. We had like sushi the other day. So we were looking for something, you know, a little bit different than that. And then I was looking through our maps and on the map, I see the Nordstrom grill. And in, internally, I do not associate Nordstrom with food. I don't think most, any, most people associate no, Nordstrom with food, right? Definitely not. Yeah. Um, but I see it, and I said, Zeke, I think, I think this, was, this is a good bit. This was uh, Zeke? Yeah, this was Zeke. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, not related to Zeke's Pizza. He's their separate friend. Um, but it, like the allure of a place called the Nordstrom Grill. Because yeah. obviously he, he's not aware of like Nordstrom's entrance into the food industry, right? And so we were like, I think this is either going to be a really good restaurant or a really bad restaurant, but a good story. Because like, imagine like the Macy's buffet or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. Like, like Nordstrom Grill just doesn't sound right. But we went there, we sat down. It's like pretty empty, honestly. It's in the basement of the Nordstrom in downtown Seattle. So it's like, you know how they have like the five-story building or something? Yeah, it's in the men's department, right? Down at the base there. Yeah, you go down in the basement and that's where the restaurant is. And so we're walking, and it's like an extremely weird experience going down to a basement restaurant. Um, but we sit down, and it's like, oh, yeah, what do you want? Okay, we'll take some soup. I'll get like a pasta. We'll get like a salad or something like that. Bread comes out. It's really good. Soup comes out. Soup is really good. <laughs> Mains come out. Main is really freaking good. Like, it's it, it's some of the best food I've had in a while. What's honestly. the price like, though? Is it like Nordstrom uh, is known for being high end? So, I think the the for two, it came out to like $80 something like that. Okay, that's all right, not too, too bad. So, so, it's like you know, standard dining fare, right? Yeah. You're not gonna, it's not overly expensive, but it's 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 more expensive than fast food and like yeah. some casual sit down places, right? Um, might but have to check that out next time, then. yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe Sakura. No, I, I think this is great for SakuraCon though, because yeah. like. What anime fan is going to go to Nordstrom during an anime convention? They're going to get chased out. Exactly. Yeah, like, n no, nobody who cares about anime, imagine going to Nordstrom and cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, that, that's, that's not going to happen. Tempting. That's not going to happen. What if we got cosplay and we went to that, though? I, be I good couldn't content. handle it. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I could not handle what if it. Just like really casual cosplay, though. That might be more reasonable. If it's like the kind of cosplay that it's like if you know you know, but it's like oh yeah, still like streetwear, yeah. Like maybe maybe like you're wearing the Kazuya shirt from Kanokari, the one with like the the, sp the orange shirt with the spiral. That, that, that's something a like good. That. Just the whole group wears like oh. dumb anime t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That um no, I think I think you'd survive that. That'd but be just a good Sakura con. Thing yeah, that'd too. be a, that'd be a good group cause. It's just a bunch of the really weird english t-shirts yeah yeah i'm in or i'm no I'm, I'm still imagining like the entire group of like seven of us wearing the rent a girlfriend shirt just walking down the posse it'd be pretty good it'd yeah. be pretty good maybe we should look into that yeah i mean now that we got because we're not going to do the booth anymore we've been talking about maybe running a booth at sir kirk this on is this true you want to maybe talk about the, those plans that we had or or some of the things yeah we yeah we can go into that a little bit so we have kind of covered our group's history with Sakura Con in, in uh, I think, episode one. Um, so it, it's a special con for all of us. We always get together for it, and we always, like, whenever we get into shenanigans, like, Sakura Con is usually pretty centered around it, uh, you know, when we fly our friends up, things like that. And this year we had been considering, like, okay, what's the next step? What What's the next level of shindigs that we can get into? And, and like, what, what schemes can we plan? 
And we decided that, you know, we got pulled in. Uh, we, we've been going as press recently, but what if we could go as uh, an exhibitor? So we've been considering um, running booths, uh, putting in requests for talks, for panels. Um, we originally had been deciding to like figuring out what merchandise to run in like a, a, a booth environment, but uh, as of recently, we've kind of decided to maybe scale back our ambitions a little bit, and maybe this isn't the con to do it uh, for a variety of reasons. But we're still we're still putting applications in for panels, uh, which I don't believe we've heard back from yet. I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah. So I checked my email and I haven't seen anything. Gotcha. We have a uh, we have some fun plans for that. I imagine we'll hear maybe in a month or two. Um, yeah. They they I think tend to kind of kick it into high gear. Um, I mean, I I, I don't think yet. exhibitor applications are even open yet. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've um well I I think it's a little bit interesting because this is the first year that they're going to be doing SakuraCon with the uh, the new convention center or like convention place. Oh, that's right, because it just opened. It, recently. it opened on last Friday. Gotcha. Oh, that's right. exciting. Huh. Yeah, so it's like uh, like two blocks like north, uh, northwest I think. Yeah. Oh, that'll uh, be good. Yeah, and it's, it's like a huge supposedly like basically they have that entire block for like this new. Place. Well, now that GameWorks is no longer there, like why have the convention center there mm -hmm. anymore? Make it more convenient to get to. Yep. So they still have the old WC uh, Washington State Convention Center, but there's the new building and everything. So it's gonna be big for like PAX and stuff too, because PAX used to be at like they have the Washington State Convention Center. And like the building next to it, but they still had a whole bunch of stuff at like hotels and stuff because yeah. it just wasn't enough space. So I imagine they'll still have that for PAX. It's yeah. just gonna like also maybe clean up some of the the satellite buildings for for this mm -hmm. one. But like I imagine Weston's still gonna be used. The yeah. Sheraton will probably see some use. On. Yeah, I mean, like just from a location but perspective, they're, they're yeah. But SakuraCon, I don't think is big enough to warrant like more than just that space. Yep. Um, also, I, th I think a little bit of like the state government probably wants to get like people to use the space too so yeah. they, i don't know they, they, they might get is, both, is there a difference between it being like the washington state convention center versus like i think the new one is the seattle convention center right I yeah i think they are i don't know the exact details but they're like different separate separate buildings they can run separate events but i think they probably work together for it's like oh if you're a big uh event or something that needs both spaces then we can yeah do that and coordinate. i'm excited to see it it looks really cool but, yeah they, um, they did an open house or something i think on last friday on opening day i thought about going but uh i don't know why i just didn't go like going to downtown just for that didn't seem yeah all that fun that's not great but yeah I, I i'm not gonna lie i'm a little bummed we're not doing a uh a, a, a booth this year but mm -hmm. I, I also like yeah like we're having a lot of friends fly up we're, i don't think we're quite prepared enough for it for where we are now like yeah we'd have to navigate um a lot of shipments like we'd have to figure out how to purchase it acquire it store it and everything like that and uh where i am living i don't have room for that in a small condo yeah and you are going to be out of the country yeah i'm i'm uh, i'm headed to japan pretty soon um for i think like a, a month and a week or something like that yeah. Um, and it, I, I'm not missing SakuraCon because I wouldn't miss SakuraCon for the world. Just kidding. I totally wouldn't miss SakuraCon for a lot of things. But, uh, you know. It, How are you going to do a meet and greet with all our fans if you're not there? All all, all one of them. Uh, I mean, my mother is going to come by and say hi. Wow, that's messed up. <laughs> she knows you guys. She likes you. I, she I, always I like asks about I everyone. like your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember we were, like, co-working one day or something like that. And I think the plan was to just like hang out afterwards or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then your parents were in town, and I say, "Oh yeah, let's stop by, say hello to Ian." 
what they didn't tell you or that like got lost in communication was that they were planning to stay at your place yeah <laughs> like that night or something like that i remember that yeah. i remember that that was funny and the, and the place was not not uh not cleaned up for 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 hosting people yeah I mean, it was still clean but it was like it was it wasn't ready it wasn't yeah. prepped um no but i'm going to japan uh in like two weeks from now basically um well, i guess maybe three weeks yeah. two, no two two, two to weeks. the day two to the day that's messed up um because uh, we, we have a small group going, um, and that group is staying for, like, 10 days or something like that. But uh, me, I have, like, family there that I haven't seen since uh, basically COVID, I want to say, like, since COVID started. Um, that, uh, that it'll be nice to see them again. Yeah. Um, especially because, like, they're, they're my grandparents and stuff, so they're getting older with age. I think like recently my my grandmother took like a took like a fall down some stairs or something like she's in a wheelchair now or something so you know people change with age who knows we'll get to see them again but yeah. being able to to visit them at least for a little bit is is good the exciting thing is that um my grandparents don't know that I'm coming to Japan <laughs> so like every trip before this um we've like planned it out and stuff and it's like oh hey um you know well my I'm going to Japan plan on staying with you can you pick me up from the airport, et cetera, et cetera. For this one, I haven't told them, partially A, because the first half of the trip is with the group that is, you know, there's going to be so many people there. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't really make sense to, to like try and work in a, uh, a, a visit or like coordinate with, with my grandparents for that. But B, uh, I kind of want to surprise them since they don't know that I'm coming to Japan. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll be a nice, fun surprise are you gonna surprise them with the group you think or like just so later after so i think the plan them? is one of the days we're going to disney sea like tokyo disney sea um and my younger sibling is on uh spring break or yeah. winter break I, I forget exactly what the name of the breaks are um but they are going to japan and staying with my grandparents and my grandparents know about that and so yeah. my grandparents have uh have set up a disney sea date or they're going to Disney Sea with my younger sibling on I think like the 22nd or 23rd or something like that, and so the plan is that the group that I'm a part of is also going to go to Disney Sea <laughs> on that day, and you know me and my younger sibling we're going to be like texting each other and stuff, and we're going to be figuring out how to rendezvous and be like, oh, fancy seeing you here! What a surprise! You didn't tell me you were in Japan. <laughs> That'll be really fun. Yeah, because that's that's the kind of thing where it's like you know it's fine to go as a group because I think some of the people in the group will want to go to Disney Sea anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think the challenge will be Disney Sea, like any theme park is pretty large. So it might be a little bit of a hassle to like naturally, quote unquote, naturally uh, meet up in or cross paths in a place like that. But I think, I think it's good. Yeah. I think that's, it usually ends up being easier than you thought. Yeah. Um, logistically. Yep. I've, I've, I've done similar things in the past and like, done the surprise visits and trips the 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 awkward thing i'm not not sure if it's awkward but like the weird thing for the surprise will be um after seeing them it's going to be like oh by the way can i stay at your place for three weeks after (laughs) after like march or something like that because um my my ticket is until like uh middle like late march like march 23rd or ish yeah but like the hotel that we have for the group is only until the 28th or something like that Uh, and so I'm I'm planning on staying with my grandparents. I'm sure they're going to be okay with it because like, um, it's it's not it's unheard of or like I've stayed with them a whole bunch. But like, it'll be kind of interesting to see their reaction to to not expecting to see me but seeing me and yeah and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 
And at the end of all that, you're still back in time for Sakura Con. Yeah, so like you're so living your best life. Yeah, it, yeah, that makes it that makes it a little bit hard because there. I've been talking to like vendors and stuff for like custom merch that we want to sell at Sakura Con. So things like custom scarves and custom mugs and, and things like that. But it turns out a lot of the like custom printing places won't be able to do the things that I want them to do to like make our merch really cool. Right. And this isn't necessarily the Motley Baca merch, it's like fan subbing merch and stuff, but like I wanted a fan subbing scarf that like, you know, the fan subbing logo has like the two uh orange uh lines that are like the subtitles yeah. for it, right? Um, I wanted those to extend the length of the, the scarf, and that's totally doable. We can get, like, a fan subbing logo with the orange lines that extend the length of the scarf, and that looks perfectly cool. But I actually wanted them to extend to the fringe as well, too, and have the fringe be, like, layered with, like, oh, it's the same background color, but where the lines connect to the fringe, that's orange fringe yeah. instead of the, frame, the fringe. And, like, that nobody can do. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why it is. I'm not. Well, that's a, that's, you got to do that by hand. Yeah. At that point. And it's like the 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 custom scarf printing companies, at least the ones the easy ones I talked to, weren't able to do that. Most of those sort of companies will have like one style of one or two styles of fringes that yeah. they pick whichever one looks better with the rest of the scarf, and just re they use the same fringe across. Sorry, my stepdad owns a, a blanket <laughs> factory. I, I know a lot of. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet. <laughs> the yeah, so it's like maybe I'll like have to get in touch with like a like a Chinese company or something like that that will mm. like be able to make these a little bit more custom hand 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 woven or whatever. Um, but it's like being in Japan makes the logistics of like planning that out and, and talking to people a little bit harder since I'll be on vacation and stuff for yeah. for a lot of that time period. Also, things like I want custom mugs as well too. And, like, I want the same thing where it's, like, the orange lines would, like, circle around the mug for the fan subbing logo. But if you do custom mug printing, you can't print under the handle. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. If, if you, have you gotten, like, custom mugs printed before? No. Well. It's like, kind of disappointing, actually. Actually, no. That's a lot. I did get one custom mug printed, which was a really bad, like, uh advice animal meme that we made once like as a joke i sent it to a friend um it was a really really bad meme but yeah he sent a photo of it and it's, it's really boring <laughs> it's, it's yeah. they just are disappointing yeah uh i mean the, the real trick is is instead of paying for other people to make you disappointing things you just buy a ten thousand dollar die sublimation printer and do it yourself so then it's not boring because you did it that there you go it's a cool factor yeah. don't give him ideas he'll do it well he <laughs> <laughs> will do it i know you i mean i posted recently about um this uh this like home t like this home t-shirt printing printer where it's like it's a it's a printing machine that you get at home and it prints on t-shirts and so you can print your own t-shirt design Okay. It's like $7,000 or something like that. Uh, it doesn't come with t-shirts. You have to buy the t-shirts separately, of, of course. course. But I think we were talking, Evan and I were talking about this, but it's like, that's a really powerful thing to own, right? Because if you just have a f meme idea in like 10 minutes, you can have a t-shirt with it on it. You're watching anime. You see Cement Addiction, like, oh shit, I need Cement Addiction T-shirt. I now yeah. I have Cement Addiction T-shirt. Right. Or, or just imagine the wardrobe 
a guy whose wardrobe is all t-shirts that he's printed himself. Imagine <laughs> that guy. We, I could be that guy. I think at this point it's a foregone conclusion. You've probably already bought it, haven't you? I have not. Okay. I have not. I think this is a matter of time, not a matter of if, for the way you're talking about it. It's it's so funny, though. Just, like, <laughs> the idea of being, like, a, your own t-shirt printing guy is... is, is it is. Yeah. And, and never pay Redbubble again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we'd be able to use that for, like, the fans having t-shirts and stuff. Yeah, you could come up with a lot of different ones and maybe have, like, a wider variety for, for cheap, I guess. Yeah. Because um, you're buying white t-shirts in bulk instead of, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of them in smaller quantities, right? I don't know how much the ink is for for this t-shirt printer, though. Yeah, that'd probably be worth uh, checking. Hmm. Not like excessively expensive. It's, it's it's more than like printer ink. Sure, but like we're not talking hundreds of dollars. That's good. That's good. Okay. I mean, the other thing is that I have to be a little bit uh, tight with the finances um, because uh, I'm quitting my job pretty soon. Yeah, big sad. Uh, I'm congrats. Gonna be all alone. That's th- those are two separate <laughs> emotions. There, <laughs> we got one congrats and one super sad. Well, that's because the super sad from someone who also works there. That's true. That's yeah, true. We're both at Discord presently and soon. Yep. Only at least we'll still work together at fansubbing.com, which yeah. we should definitely turn into an LLC. You wanna you wanna figure that out? You wanna you wanna If you let me do it, I'll do it. All right, go for it. What Make is it? Like, it's LLC. like two hundred bucks, right? Uh probably we could go to become a corporation, actually. That might be funnier. <laughs> fansubbing core? Yeah. <laughs> corp. Fan subbing corp. I kind of like that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna look into it. Well, okay. okay so I will look at my contract for my work and make sure <laughs> I'm good. The um. Well, if you uh, if you make a corporation for fan subbing, then maybe the mahjong parlor that I will eventually run can be hosted under that that uh yeah. that brand. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That can also be our physical offices. Fansubbing.com <laughs> physical office. Put recording booths in the back of it. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> I have an actual like podcast studio instead of doing this at, at my house. It's a rookie mistake doing this after COVID, so we don't get the uh, funds though, the small business funds. Well, I mean, we just have to start another pandemic. Oh, oh! Why easy. didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. I know, <laughs> e- rookie mistake. I think that's our episode title. We just have to start another pandemic. <laughs> I mean, I think Discord <laughs> would like that. Oh God! <laughs> Every tech company would. Have you seen their stocks recently? Remember we used to talk about. Our stock gambling and be like, hey, look, we're up like 30%. I'm still down 30% total. It hasn't gone up. I just I, cry at night now. I, I'm down like 80% on SoFi or something like that. Yeah, that sounds I, right. I never went in. I'm I, sorry. Think, I, I mean, I, we went in pretty limited. So, like, luckily, I think, we're not. I think I was in like trouble, but very limited finances at the times when y'all were memeing the hardest about yeah. this. This was either when I was out of work or when I had just bought a house. I think it was when you just bought the house because yeah. we were memeing about this in like 20. 20 2019 i think so yeah so i had like no money <laughs> yeah the um down 30.11 percent right now as i'm i'm sad about sofi i i forget why i bought it i think lay posted about sofi yeah and i was <laughs> like this is funny i'll throw two thousand dollars in oh it. no and it's down like 80 percent or something that like was that. me and uh not that that amount i think i put like closer to 200 but um what was it it was uh cloudflare Ooh. Well, like Cloudflare looked good for a while. Yeah. Fastly too, actually. Like yeah. all of them. D Dog. 
I mean, D-Dog and my... Actually, is that one down now? We I was going to say, that's like the only one that hasn't gone D-Dog down. has a special place in our hearts, if yeah. we're being honest here. Like, there, there's fan oh, subbing content for D-Dog. It's down a little bit. It's down 5% from when I invested. Wow. Uh, if you don't up. know about the fan subbing D-Dog history, uh, there's great articles online, www.fansubbing.com. Search for D-D-O-G. They are great articles. Highly recommend them. It's true. I think we have to prepare our next batch of articles for Kanokari Season 3. Is yeah, do we write any for Season 2? Uh, I don't think I so. I don't think so. The thought of someone listening to this podcast and not knowing what fansuffing.com is just threw me there. I'm well, <laughs> it's it's possible. Right? It's, we, it's we, possible. We have to, we have to uh, cover our bases. Hello. Or maybe they know about it from <laughs> Who like, are you? Uh, the articles that Boomer puts out and Ooh, not like that's the true. actual content. That's that, true. You know, because those, those drive numbers and our that's articles fair. are like in double digit views. His articles are in like 10,000 views. I mean, he's been, he hasn't posted a lot of them re- recently though because like, I think he's kind of been burned out recently from Princess Connect. Yeah. He stopped playing the uh the EN version, I think. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, um I stopped playing Princess Connect a couple couple months ago. Did My life else? has changed for the better. Did someone else quit too? I mean, Ian I quit, quit long like ago. a year but ago. Someone quit weeks. recently, I thought aside from you. Simon? Maybe. I think I think you're thinking of Simon cuz Simon also quit. I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot a lot of the OG uh Juki's uh, still in it. Yeah, I don't know how he's still in it. Yeah, because like, there's only like two people, like two or three people that are like in that clan from the from the from the beginning. Yeah, which is kind of kind of amazing to think about, though unsurprising because Gacha games have a lot of had a lot of turnover and stuff. Yeah, there's um a little bit of a of a curse where it's like um, so so Crunchyroll uh whenever they publish games. They usually give them about two years or so, uh, and then make the call on whether to continue them or not continue, like publishing them. Yeah, it's been two years since Princess Connect came out in Eng- in English, um, and no no decision, as far as I know, has been made on whether or not they will continue to publish the game or not. Will this be the first game that decisions come up since the acquisition? Maybe. I wonder if that changes the dynamic at all. Potentially. For those if who don't know, Crunchyroll no longer an independent entity. True. Who got them? Sony? Sony. Yeah. For two billion? That seems way high. I, I want to say like one point seven, but um I'll look it up in a minute here. But cool. um but yeah, like the their track record for continuing to publish games has not been great. I think nearly every game before Princess Connect, when they reached this mark, uh they stopped publishing it. I think they will continue to publish Princess Connect. Because of the fact that like they're still like doing tweets and stuff for like events and things, but the thing is is that um, uh, I actually have a have an in uh, to some of the the Crunchyroll happenings and stuff because like uh, uh, sometimes me I'll write articles for uh, Crunchyroll about Princess Connect, uh, and that contract um, actually expires today, <laughs> uh, and normally they're very proactive about um, renewing it, but they didn't renew it this year. Well, has there been any word about a season three of the anime? Because if there is, I'd assume they keep the game going. To I don't know. One point five billion. One point five. I I haven't heard of season three of Princess Connect. It'd be really weird. Okay, the thing about the precon anime, right? Season two had a lot more story than season one, right? And the thing is, the way that they did the story in season two 
makes it really hard for them to continue doing the story if they made a season three because a lot of the main plot points for like part two of the story do not happen in the anime version of part of of uh, of part one. I lied. One point one, they decreased it. Ooh. Oh no! Good going. Sorry. Uh, had to set the record straight. Misinformation, big no no on this podcast. Yeah, we can't. We, we would can't. never lie to our dear dear listeners. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that uh, Crunchyroll is supposed to send me a uh, a ten ninety nine NEC for my contracting work, and they haven't done that. They're supposed to do it by January 31st. Oh, that's why you said you were doing your taxes, because you've got complicated taxes. I have a lot of complicated taxes. That yeah. was when I was doing work for Crunchyroll, um, in addition to my job, it was not fun for that. The tax part of it was yeah. not fun. Um because they're you know, you're a contractor, you have to do California taxes, you have to do Washington taxes, and it just got tangled and complex very quickly. Um weren't they like also kind of delayed in paying you out or something like that? Or uh they were once, but that wasn't like that that was uh intentional, um, because they were uh like they had agreed to do one lump sum instead of like doing it hourly. Like they had mm-hmm. run it by me and we had agreed on that because it was easier for them, easier for me, um, and all of that jazz. And then, you know, just the rigor morale of getting all the, the forms straightened out so that they could pay me. I will say during our time working with Crunchyroll, there's We've gone through so many different people that we've worked with. It seems like there's a, there's a, a decent amount of churn at that company. Yeah, I think, I think when our mutual friend left, uh, it's been a lot of churn since. Yeah. And Hopefully, even before that, honestly, like when the engineers started to come in and out. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get the the mutual friend on the podcast. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty dope. I, I last partnered. I heard, potentially in for Sakura Con. Yo. Oh, I need be, to message him again and. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For hints on who this mutual friend is, go to fansumming.com. <laughs> yeah. He's plastered all over it. Yeah. Um, he, he's uh, He draws in the clicks. Not as much as anime girls' PNGs, though. Yeah. That is. That that was what a what a viewership bump. Really, we should just rebrand into a gotcha game cover magazine or something. That would unironically do really well. Yeah. I mean, it would. Um, you could probably contract out that to like some gamers too for like a little bit of low money and run ads and uh this is how capitalism starts yeah Report. you're, um, you're, you're nope. falling down the path Ian. this is well, this is why we got to do it at a corporation so that <laughs> we can go full corpo and not feel bad about it there you go yeah value to the shareholders dude um, imagine fans living shares <laughs> <laughs> you get one episode and you get one episode and you get one episode Ooh. I'm just imagining like the world if we took fan subbing to the extreme, like made the proper like business structure for it, had like had a charter with like the number of shares, had like share payments and stuff for everyone. Let's like, keep employees. exploring this. Who would be what? Broadly. Like what what executive roles would everyone have? Well, okay, we gotta we gotta figure out CEO first. All right, so we have well, what first? Let's figure out the roles. We have CEO. Yep. We have CTO. CTO. We have uh, Chief Operating Officer, so COO, CFO. Yep. yep. Uh, um, general Counsel. General Counsel. Uh, uh, we have board members, but like maybe board president's the only one we really care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes there's a CMO, C- Chief Marketing Officer. Sometimes you have like CDOs as well, too, in this day and age. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There, there's like a few other 
kind of ins and out. Chief product officer, chief. Uh, yeah. What's a CDO? Chief diversity officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or uh, head of diversity. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think that's like the traditional C suite, though. Yeah. I think these yeah. are these are, um, these are these are pretty good ones. Yeah, because CFO is replacement for treasurer. Tre- treasurer. Um, do we need a secretary? No. No. I think that's a good starting point. All right. So so with all of that, who is what within our group? So, so what's the list we ended up with? Uh, let's start with C- CEO, CTO, COO, CFO, CMO. And then we have uh, board president and general counsel, but we kind of can do those last maybe. All right. Um, Ian, I think you should be CTO. CTO? All right, that's yeah. fair. I'm the one who does a lot of the tech and screams about it the most. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, you love DevOps, though. So. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, chief marketing. Who's good at marketing? You? I I guess. You might be the best of all of us. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, then who do you put at CEO then? Well, I could be the chief Evan officer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, now that's it, that's it, that's it. All right, so we got Evan as as, as CEO. Yeah. <laughs> We got me as CMO. All right. <laughs> we got uh, Ian, you as a as a CTO. CTO. So we're left with CFO and COO. Well, and we CFO. have okay. Here, let's back up a little bit. We had talked a little bit about like leaving VP and GC for the last, but we have a judge in our midst. So Juki has to be general counsel. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yeah. A, a Juki role of counsel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh. Um. CFO, uh, let's do. Um, well, who do we have left? We have Boomer, we have uh, Dix, we have Sean. CFO's Dix. CFO? Oh, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. DXS. Okay. Yep. And Chief Operating Officer. I mean, it kind of has to be Boomer because he's yeah. always talking about how to like optimize. Well, also Princess he Kinect. like writes he like writes the most content for the yeah, website. That's true. That's true. By virtue of of being the he's he's the most operating person there. Yeah, and then board president would be Sean because he's just the coolest of anyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's add our dream board members. Yeah, who else? Who else do we have in our? I, I want Herx on the board. Herx. <laughs> well, we got to put Miles there too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. My, uh, how, how many? We've got seven board members. Six, five. How many is traditional? Um. Let's do five. Let's do five. Let's do five. All right. So one, two, three, four, five. We said Miles Herx. Yep. Herx will be. Herx is a deep cut for a lot of people listening to the podcast, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Herx, that's, that's probably fine. Keep yeah. it that way. Clearly not a communist is all we're going to say. This is all we're going to say. Yeah. Um, do we put brain in one of them? Well, no, like the board can be people that like are completely unrelated to the org. Do we trust them? We just have to go with people that we think would be good board members for fansubbing.com. Okay, okay. Would would Lay? No. 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 No offense to you, Lay, if you're listening. But Sorry, Lay. Love you, Lay. Like, I, I'm thinking... Like, imagine putting fucking Jack Dorsey on that. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh yeah, he knows how to run something. Yeah, he knows how to how to how to build out <laughs> a, a modern tech website. 
crying. <laughs> uh, Ian was a little bit tired when we started recording today. You can you can see the pain and suffering in his face. What about um? Okay, here's a thought. What about uh? Jason's. Jason? He owns WatchAnimeAtTheOffice.com. He does. I don't want Jason on my board, though. <laughs> we want to look for outside influence, I guess. I, I mean, I want outside influence, but I, I think you can do better than, than Jason. Okay, okay, okay. Obama. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw Obama on there. Okay, so we got Herx, we got Miles, and we got Obama. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. Okay, okay. Well, we have a, well, we, we have a, a oh, big wait. conservative gap here, right? Okay, I, I can probably fill this gap. Give me one moment to make okay. sure I get this name right. Okay. Well, also, there's a pattern of five-letter names so far, so we're going to need a five-letter five uh, conservative here. Rogan. Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can get the streamers like uh, Hassan or um, uh, who's the Mogo Moves guy? Ludwig? Yeah, Ludwig. I mean, if we're going five letters, it would be stands would be the, uh, the five-letter yeah. streamers. All right, all right. Kevin, did you pick up and spell the name? No, I'm trying to find the president of the National Mahjong League of America. Oh, Lord. There's a National Mahjong League of America? Yeah, you know American Mahjong. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't normally think about American Mahjong that often, so. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I need to buy a card for this year. Are they like $5 a year or something like that? Yeah. You got to subscribe to play Mahjong. <laughs> we figured it out. We figured out how to capitalize Mahjong. <laughs> All right. This this is you know, American Mahjong is like a year older than Richie Mahjong, right? That's fucked up. Wait, what were you going to really? say? I was going to yeah. say, this is a little bit of a 180 here. Uh, but talking about Mahjong got me thinking games and got me thinking about Clank because I see Clank right over Evan right now. Ooh, also a five-letter name. Also a five-letter name and a game that we have been playing a lot of recently. It's true. Um, Cl so, yeah. Not specifically, this isn't just any version of Clank. This is Clank Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated. So I have not played the original Clank. Has anyone here played the original Clank? No. Ian, have you played the original Clank? I have not. I went into Mox the other day looking for it, and they didn't. They were sold out. But huh. uh, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for it. So, um, yeah, we. I forget why we started a. Like, were we playing like board games with that group before? Yeah. Well, I mean, we were doing board games, so like like a campaign type game. I don't think so. No, we weren't doing campaigns. We were doing we like played stuff like Power Grid. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the um, so when I lived in California, in in Nor in NorCal, in NorCal, in San Francisco, um, before you were saved. Yeah, before before I was rescued by the the evergreen trees of the Pacific Northwest, um, I had a, a friend group down there uh, that played a lot of board games and a lot of legacy board games, and so that's the group uh, that I. I think, was that the group I first played? No. I played uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 1 and Season 2 and Season 0 with uh, with that group. Do they know that it doesn't go from 1, 2 to 0? It goes from 1, 2 to 3? The, the group or the people who make the game? The people who make the game. Well, or the group. Well, Season 0 was announced originally as Season 3, but then they revealed it's a prequel to Season 1, so which is why they called it Season 0. I hate game developers. They probably hate you, too. I, well, I played their games. I know they hate me. Yeah. Um, so th we played a lot of like legacy board games with that group, uh, and 
after we beat uh, Pandemic Legacy Season Zero, we were like, okay, let's play another Legacy game because it's a good excuse to get together every now and then and like uh, play a, a recurring like thematic campaign board game, right? Because a lot of the time with board games, it's like very much a one and done kind of experience, mm-hmm. and you can replay the games for sure, but like there's no real story attached to them, right? Like um, the thing with Legacy board games is that as you play them. Um, like it's the same core mechanics every time, but you're making like permanent altercations to the board that affect uh, the gameplay in, in like later on games. And there's like an overarching nar- narrative and stuff, right? It's like kind of a, a physical video game. Yeah. Right? Um, and so we were looking for the next legacy board game to play. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, but we ended up uh, saying, okay, hey, let's try Clank Legacy because it has pretty good reviews, right? And so we played one game of Clank Legacy and then I moved up here. <laughs> <laughs> which was the right outcome right um and so i've always wanted to like continue playing that game um oh i guess that group also played like, gloomhaven and stuff too right okay, um, yeah, yeah. that's a fun one i have played a lot of gloomhaven i yeah. enjoy that um i enjoy that i just find setup for it to be so obnoxious uh do the pc game the like the pc port or like yeah. the board game the the, the they did like a game that's the board game just mm. as a game but it takes care of all the setup and stuff and it makes it so much better yeah we uh we that group eventually switched to like doing it on on uh tabletop simulator since there's like scripts and stuff for it there yeah i i found the game was a lot better than tabletop simulator it's just more immersive right. which i liked but uh probably same deal yeah yeah right. just digital was better oh yeah I, that's this is a total side but there's a class of board games that are trying to be video games but in physical form that i really don't like when it comes to like all the setup and so many different things that are happening at once and like things you have to yeah. track and yeah, stuff yeah it feels like board games that are video games is like a genre of game that i miss like the, these these should be video games yeah. just make them more like board games they don't have to be real time they don't have to mm-hmm. be like like that that point and click the thing where like i don't get to move but you know i, I have actions that i take or i have cars and i throw that out yeah i think it's like a really kind of just it's, it's a genre yeah, that's died out almost and, and like gloomhaven as a mechanic like the monster attacking mechanic where it's like every monster has their own deck and oh there's cards that shuffle it back in um and like you resolve turn actions based off of like these numbers and stuff like these are all things that are begging to be like taken care of by a computer for you right yeah oh yeah um anyway that's the aside so this group played clan Legacy, played one game of it moved back up here um and then this this group which features ian and evan um we we started playing board games like hey i remember playing clan legacy and really enjoying it and i only played one game about it what if we started playing that and the group was down for it, so I bought a copy, uh, and we've been playing through it, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really... I can't tell if I'm bad at it if, or if y'all just keep fucking me over. Um, I think... Because my deck feels like it's doing really well, but I keep getting knocked out, and I even got knocked out below the line and got zero points last game. Yeah, I, I would say... When you say, like... It, you can't tell if you're bad at it. I, I don't think that's the right way of looking at it. I think what I learned is like after the first two games or something like that, I was looking and evaluating the goals incorrectly almost. Um, and I think uh, it, it's once you start thinking about the encounters differently, it, it helped a little bit. Um, I've definitely spent a few rounds experimenting different things. Like there was one round where I went for the closest artifact and then went straight back to see if I could kill everyone. Uh, and win that way and like that didn't pan out but um i i think like there are ways to play to maximize 
my my problem with this, um, and it's not like a big problem. Like I still really like the game, but I think I would enjoy it more. Is like a legacy game to me feels inherently like something that wants to be cooperative, and this game is competitive in nature. And that like after every round, there's a winner. And I think that I would enjoy it more, especially with the way it's designed, with like you know damage increasing to the group, things like that if there was more of the focus on the collaboration like i think it does what i really like about it is the events that say like hey if the group achieved x good thing happens if you didn't bad thing happens and i'd love i want them to lean more into that uh, at the expense of maybe saying like hey we don't care who got the most points we just want the group to get 40 or more points and like that to me is more interesting the game does do that though and i think it's just a framing issue on how you're seeing the game that you're seeing it more as competitive than cooperative because the game very much does punishes the group if a player does poorly but it doesn't and it rewards the group if the group does above certain thresholds yeah i don't think and i don't think the rewards for coming in first are that big a deal compared to having players who are weak from multiple games of not getting the upgrades they need right yeah like i i think part of it is that like i guess the game isn't really upfront about how collaborative it wants you to be right yeah. so one thing that we've noticed is that like it's at the end of the game there's things like oh if your group scored x or more points then do this right whereas if it was like maybe upfront with that level of like hey this is the threshold that you need to aim for as a group then maybe your play style is a little bit different, right? Where it's like you can work as a team to to kind of ensure that goal happens uh, before before like transitioning to to mess people over. Yeah. There's also this weird mechanic where it's like technically speaking, um, the only thing that's preventing us from like when you play the game, the only thing that prevents you from theoretically like playing nice is the fact that there is a lose condition for running out of cubes, right? Yeah. Because the, the way Clank works is that it's basically a deck-building game, right? So there's a there's a market of cards available to you that you generate a currency for and you buy to increase your deck, right? Increase the, the power of your deck. And you get, like, there's various currencies for, like, either buying things or fighting things or moving around the board and stuff, right? But the way that attacks work in the game is that you can only get attacked by a replacement card. Right. So if you don't buy anything, then you can't get attacked. But every time through your deck, unless you have cards that say otherwise, you are generating this resource called clank, which is bad, which requires you to take cubes out of your personal supply and into a into into somewhere. Right. And there's a lose condition for if you run out of clank cubes, you lose the game. Right. Yeah. But so hypothetically, you can get to a point where players decks don't generate clank anymore. Right. And then it's actually weirdly in the player's interest to like not buy anything because then they can safely maneuver around the board and not worry about a dragon attack because a dragon attack only can happen when you replace a card that someone bought in the previous turn. Right. Yeah. But I think <laughs> there's this weird thing where it's like individually as a player, you kind of want to buy stuff and like use your resources efficiently. And that just naturally causes like more attacks and things. Um, I don't know. I I think I I've been enjoying the game as well too. I would be fine if it was a little bit more transparent about how cooperative or how competitive it wanted the players to take it. Yeah. Um like I I'd give it a solid 
seven out of ten. I just think like to me it feels like this tug of war almost. And and, and like you said, like maybe it's just a frame of mind thing, but I think it could be like if it focused more on that and like maybe just even did away with like that ending scoring where it's like, all right, who came in first, second, and third and fourth, like got well, out of, got so that out of the way, like maybe it would boost it up a, a point or two. Sure. So far the rewards for warning winning has only been one check mark, right? Yeah. That's that's it. Uh yes, and but by making other people do poorly, we've gotten more X's on the track that is a bad track. A bad track. And I think the game, like, I suspect as we advance that track, the game might get more competitive. Yeah. As we do things that are competitive. I suspect the game has room to be both, depending on how you play it, and it'll go in whichever direction. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm just in kind of my head, right? And I have, like, the wrong frame of mind about it. I, I don't know. I think I think to me that's one of the interesting things about Clank, right? Is that yeah. like yeah. you can play collaboratively, but it ends up being a competitive game. But like how competitive it is is like defined by the players in a lot yeah. of ways. Right. I think maybe like it's because at the end I know that there's a single winner as opposed to like the team winning, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think to some degree it's like the game is designed where it's okay if the team doesn't win, right? Well, I don't mean like the end of a round. I mean like the end of the game. Well, no, yeah, I'm saying it, it's fine if the team doesn't win at the end of the game, right? Like you get some some penalty or something, but like there, you have to have a, a level of faith in like the game designer. It's like, yeah, yeah, if the team doesn't do this, then the game is still playable. Gotcha. Right? That's fair. Or that's like, fair. Like it negatively impacts all of us relatively the same. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's not like Pandemic Legacy or something where you're like looking at a lose, con like the, the world is overrun with virus and you just kind of lose if you fail enough time to right? be fair like the story has not gotten that epic so far in this game. it could it, it could. could it could and if it if it does that if it does get that epic and the stakes become that high then maybe we'll change our play style a little bit right yeah. Yeah. yeah um but i think as a group we've done a pretty good job like collaboratively like figuring out hey do we feel like we can work towards this goal or if someone wants to do this instead and sometimes you just you do get fucked by the random draw of the bag right yeah, yeah. it's like there, there was one game where i had to leave early because i was at the risk of dying because of just the the way that the the cookies or the cubes crumbled right yeah um and it's like there's some things that you can't really control for for things like that yeah yeah, yeah definitely but it's a good game can highly recommend it yeah yeah, yeah. i've had fun time with it i would play it again it's really interesting to me because it reminds me a lot of a few different games that i don't think are as good but the way this combined them is really interesting stuff like um uh tales of arabian night with the storytelling which like leans heavily into uh choose your own adventure style events happening mm -hmm. and tales of arabian nights has the issue where it's a bit too random so you kind of are just wandering the world on an adventure and stuff is happening to you you don't have quite enough you can push in directions but you don't quite have enough control to get the things you really want mm -hmm. or things like uh classic uh shitty game uh uh, return of the heroes which big scavenger hunt adventure thing which is not a good game but it's fascinating and it's really interesting to play <laughs> and clank seems to have taken a lot of like interesting games and made something really really good out of it i'm, I'm impressed right I yeah, the um I have a I have a shelf of of board games that honestly is kind of empty. I kind of want to 
add to it a little bit. But yeah, Evans puts uh, yours to shame. I, well, Evans been in this hobby for way longer than That's I have. That's true. I, I do want to play like the non legacy version of Clank, which is why I was at Moxie that mm-hmm. I was looking for because I'm I'm very curious how that replayability and how that game is structured differently. Oh, because because I, I I bet the non competitive or the non legacy version of Clank has to be like strictly competitive. Then, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I really want to play it because I think like leaning into that would be really interesting. Right. Um. Because uh, like I think in legacy I, I prefer like way more leaning towards I mean, collaborative, we, but we, in in like I think Clank as a strictly competitive game seems ton of fun like i really want to get my hands on and i said that there were two versions of it out so it's not just clank but there's like a different one too that there's also nothing stopping us from just playing a competitive version of the current board that we have yeah Yeah, you you could just play the board just just ignore like all uh all like any lingering legacy effects or whatever yeah yeah yeah, I I was just looking. Uh, first of all, one thing you, you do have Fjords, the the new edition, the well, old the I old edition. Of you. Yeah, you brought it off. You bought it off me. Uh, but the old edition of Fjords is like the first game that I really bought for myself. And my like, that like started my collection uh-huh. in college. So like, not even what is it twenty twenty three now? So maybe ten years ago. Yeah. The the first game I ever bought for myself, not even ten years, is actually not here. It's on my parents' plates. Uh, it's a place called Aeronauts Aviation Ascendant. Um, this sounds wonderful. It's it's like Ticket to Ride, but you're completing plane routes. Yes. Um, and like picking up passengers and stuff. That sounds it, it's like focus more on like the passenger side of things than like the actual. I'll see if I can grab it from uh, my parents at some point. Uh, but the reason why I bought it was because uh there was like one PAX. I want to say like PAX 2014 or something like that. Maybe even earlier, PAX 2013. Um, I I play tested it, like because that's when they did a lot of like play testing and stuff. They still do play testing at PAX. Honestly, that's one of the best ways to spend a PAX. By the way, is to oh, go to like indie the, game and play testing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Just go to like the board game area and like play test the games that that people are developing. Um, I that's the most fun I've had at PAX recently. Have you ever gotten to see James Ernest there? I don't know if he still goes. I I play tested uh, Dead Cells that way. Ooh, nice. There's a lot of like really uh you know popular like uh successful indie games that i've played before like even there was news on them on, on websites it's yeah. awesome it's really really cool to do yeah beats the beats yeah. the big boost any day it's really good to find the stuff that isn't just like the marketing oh yeah the, yeah the nice looking demo but actual like that's what packs used to be like back yeah. when i was in high school yeah. like i i remember i sat well, at the start off booth and I talked with the Sins of the Solar Empire devs for like hours, and like they're coming out with Sins too now, and I'm stoked about it because like I still remember that interaction. And like when you go to PAX now, you never get any of that. Well, like yeah. it was still there was still the other stuff though. Like you, you go to the like the rock band stage or go to the yeah. Valve. Uh, one of my first PAXs is when they were showing off Left 4 Dead 2, mm-hmm. and they were like revealing it with a demo. Or like Duke Nukem Forever, I think was there one year when I was there. But it, it felt like even in those events, like it was very dev forward instead it of was. marketing forward and oh, now yeah. it's very marketing uh forward. split second and steep were two that i remember like actually getting to talk with the devs and like have a good conversation on for like yeah i like yeah. i was there when discord was just starting and like i talked to this current cto for hours about like babble plugins uh <laughs> and like you go there now and you just won't find that type of experience that's uh, a fun fact you didn't know but well, uh <laughs> i I, exp- I experienced that from the inside for, for tokyo game show uh, where it was like, hey, I, I was going to go to there and be like a, a tech rep for, for Discord. And then they were like, 
actually, no, you can't go. I know you speak the language. I know it's right next to where your grandparents are. And I know we've asked you to help out other people on the trip, but you can't go to Tokyo. Yeah, you're not marketing. Yeah, yeah that was... That was I'm not marketing. I'm not product. Yeah. Um, uh, one game I did want to play, uh, Sakura-Con, um, yes. which I think you'll say is like very me, Letters from Whitechapel, which is a one versus five game. That's, that's a good game. That's which, so you. That's a good game. so me, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a really fun game. I own it. I love it. Um, I would 100% play that with the group, but uh, it's yeah. one player is uh, Jack the Ripper, and the others are <laughs> like police trying to track him down. And it's a map of London, and like every turn, Jack like moves around between alleys, between streets, and the police don't know where he is on the map. Uh-huh. Uh, so like kind of secretly recording. Oh, it. it's hidden movement. Yeah, oh. and you have to like traverse London and look for clues. Be like, have you been on this square? Stuff like that. Uh-huh. And like try and figure out over five rounds where this hideout is. I've, I, I forget what, what what that type of game is. So I want to say it's hidden movement, but like hidden movement. Yeah, I think hidden movement yeah. is the term people use. Yeah, I, I watch a shut up and sit down thing for like. Uh, some other like hidden movement game and the other the whole genre seems very interesting the other big two there's like something about mr x is like the classic one yeah uh mr x escape from london escape from new york yeah but uh fury of dracula is the other really big one i don't know that one i haven't heard of that one is dracula going around the world sailing around the world and traveling through europe uh creating spawn and stuff and a bunch of vampires chasing him it's a similar hidden movement thing that sounds kind of fun Evan, do you have any good recommendations for like the one versus many kind of board game? Uh, uh, Tragedy Looper is one of my absolute favorites. Tragedy Looper? Yeah, it's um. Uh, neither of you played this. I, I brought this to a thing, and I think both of you were playing Magic when other people were trying this. It weren't interested. Us in playing Magic instead of other games that couldn't who, be. Who us. would do Whoops such a thing? Amongst um, us would play Magic the Gathering. But it's it's a very interesting thing, uh, where. It's really you really want to play it with three players and one one mastermind. You you don't want uh you don't want to play it with like you don't want to play it with only three or two people. You really want four people for the full experience. Yeah. And how this works is the three people are all like time travelers. They they're like groundhog day style time travelers. They keep looping. Huh. Um and the one person is the mastermind. They do not time travel. They're pulling the strings and causing the, these people who are time traveling keep noticing like bad things happening around them. And they're, you know, d- doing the Groundhog Day trying to stop things and make, make things better. But like somehow bad things keep managing to happen despite their best efforts. And they slowly realize that there's like someone pulling the strings behind it all. Uh-huh. And how this manifests itself in the game is there's you're the players don't know what like hidden roles non-player characters on the board have. And so they're going around and interacting and like putting, uh, they're like, they're doing some program movement style stuff without being able to communicate the plan within a round. They like plan ahead for a round and then play out a few hands in a round without being able to communicate. And so they've got to like, synchronized without being able to talk and like 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 but they're also trying to like they're trying to figure out what's going on so they can stop it because they need to not lose for one game loop and that's it that's all i need okay if they 
say like there's a key person, for example, is one of the hidden roles, and if they die, then they lose. Uh-huh. The players lose. And so there's there's a ton of different ways they could die depending on what specific scenario you, you're playing. So you're trying to figure out on like this scenario has this set of people and these set of people have these abilities. This scenario has this other set of people that slightly overlaps but not completely that has a different set of abilities. And like these things are happening. Why are they happening? The the, the mastermind's huh. controlling the things happening. And oh, and the mastermind knows like the... Yeah, the mastermind gets to know. They're, okay. They have all the information. They're like trying to meet give just enough information they trying to do stuff that causes the players to lose without giving too much information away mm-hmm. because if the players have perfect information they can just like it, it's usually pretty trivial to get a perfect strategy to guarantee a win if right. you know what's going on yeah right and it's just it's a really interesting game that feels like nothing else i've ever played and the hidden movement stuff gets really close to that but Oh man, this is just like a extremely good game that you, I have not see, played enough. You seem extremely like this is a game I really want to play more of it. Looper. It's it's really hard to bring it to the table, and it's especially hard because maybe I could do two in a night as the mastermind. Okay, maybe, but like, oh, it's rough. It's really tough to. It's it's a it's a very stressful game. Oh, to and play. I I imagine like. It's also kind of like a one-time only kind of deal, then. Absolutely, because right? like if yeah. you know if you know how the loop works as a player, then yeah. it's kind of trivial to to solve it. Right? Exactly. So like I I've I've kept track of who I've run like the first like tutorial thing with because uh-huh. if I teach the game, I really should be using the tutorial. But right, you know, if this group that wants to play it overlaps with another group that I already played it, oh no, <laughs> right, yeah. then you have a problem. Yeah, but yeah, there's a there's a decent amount of like scenarios and also decent community for like making custom ones, and it's not too hard to make your own if you really wanted to. How how long has the game been out? Oh man, it's a it's a Japanese game. I don't know when it originally came out. Let me check. Uh, Tragedy Looper. I was also looking at uh, we were talking about board game stuff earlier in general. I was looking at uh, pulled up my spreadsheet, and I do have. Either depending on how you count expansions, either 175 ish or 200 ish <laughs> games. Wow, that's a bit of a range. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm over here with like 20. <laughs> if yeah. that, I think I've got maybe 10. 2011. Ooh, okay. Treasure Leapers 2011. That's I think their latest range. expansion was uh, pretty. Re- 2016. 2016 was the latest expansion. What's it called? Tragedy Looper. Uh, uh, Cosmic Evil is the latest expansion. Oh, okay. Uh, Eldritch Horror. Young girl was an expansion. What? Young girl, <laughs> tragedy What's looper. This? Young girl. It's That's like a concerning. single. It's just a character. She's she's like an elementary schooler who can only she can't leave the school area. Uh, I, I can't read Japanese. Anime. I don't know. I can't. Read, I don't know. But what I saw that anime. Um, Gakko. Gakko Gurushi. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah. School live. Yeah, school lift. yeah. Yeah. Can't leave the school. Uh, that's uh, a fun anime if anyone hasn't seen it. She can't leave the school. She panics at one paranoia. Uh, if she, if you have enough goodwill, you can, for one goodwill, remove her location restriction. And for three goodwill, you can just, like, move her. Which is pretty actually powerful to be able to transport a character to an adjacent. Hmm. All right. Well, I yeah. have to get something for the next segment. 
Well, I have I have a brief. Oh yeah, you want to do this and then and yeah. then I'll prep I'll prep the thing. Yeah. And we can. I just something I something I noticed. Uh, some friends. I, can I say friends? Is that too parasocial? Hmm. Whatever. Uh, hey, uh, there's a YouTube Let's Play channel that I really like called Game Pending. You should subscribe. They're at 194 subscribers. Wouldn't it be cool if they hit 200? Uh, anyways, I was watching their Kingdom Hearts uh, series. Are you paying for this ad slot? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching their Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories series, and it came up that spoil minor, 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 minor spoilers. There's a character in Chain of Memories called Vexen. Vexen. V-E-X-E-N. Did they don't know how to spell vixen? No, that's not it. Um, so the thing is, with the with the nobodies in Kingdom Hearts, which is what this this person is, yeah. is a nobody. Yeah, they all have an X in their name. Okay, this is where. Okay, I thought this is where yeah. this going. Yeah, and all of their names are like their their non nobody form turned yeah. into a nobody. Their yeah. non nobody form had the name without the X in it, like scrambled order. Yeah, and. So like Roxas is, is is Sora with an X in it. It's yeah. reordered to, to Roxas. Yeah. And so Vexen is Evan, but spelled E V E N because it's because fu- fucking Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I just I just found out about that. That's 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 that just fucks me up. Yeah. You know that's what handle? I'm gonna be calling you for the rest of your life. Vexen? Like Vexen, Vexen? could have had an A in it too. Like they could have yeah. It yeah. would have been easier to give an A in Vexen than to put Evan spelled E V E N. Well, no, maybe it's pronounced e- even. It's pronounced Evan. That's messed up. <laughs> That's wild. But also, it's like such a minor detail. Ve- Vexen's a name that they use all the time. Okay, so I'm trying to think. So my online handle is Putty, right? I wonder what what the the nobody version of Putty would be. Uh, There's got to be a web app that does this, right? Dick's put. <laughs> Dick's put. Yeah. What about Ian? Nort- Naxi? Norted name yeah, generator. Axon? Oh, there we go. Organization Ains? 13. Convert yeah. any name into a... Okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's go putty. Let's make sure, one, that it does Evan correctly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you type in even and it gives you anything but Vexen, it's wrong. It does give Vexen for... There we even. go. How about Evan, like with an A? Probably Vexen. Vexen. Yeah, yeah, E-A-N. Yeah. Okay, you want to know Putty? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Which of these is the most pronounceable? (laughs) Is it just like randomly? Zipud? D-X-I-P-U-D? Zipud? Pudutics? Pudutics. Oh, my Lord. Pudutics. That's me. Zipud. Zudip, Zudip, Idpucks, Idpucks. All right, how how about Stefan? How about Stefan? This is the most riveting content I've seen. <laughs> I can't pronounce these. Well, All that's right. good. Final yeah. Fantasy name then, or uh, sorry, whatever. Nasfax. All right, do Ian's while I prep the the, the last segment because I oh. think we have time for like one more segment or something, right? Yeah, we got like probably ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, what? yeah, 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 yeah. Anxi? Huh? Yeah, that's, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Or what about Zia? Dash? Z- Zia? Zia, yeah. And on the front? Dash is a little more interesting. There's more characters to work with. Than sure, I sure, am. sure. Um, <laughs> You're going to struggle pronouncing these <laughs> Here, here pronou- pronounce this one. Oh, Dexish. 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 D-H-S. 
ECX. Yeah, it sounds. I don't even know. I I would just uh, stay. Is it is that the nobody name or the non nobody name? This is your nobody name. Okay, I would just be somebody. So when you get Norded, this this is the name you get when you get Norded. Norded? Yeah, like Vanort. What? (laughs) This game series makes no sense to me. I don't understand it. (laughs) I, I. It's too much for a one podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's just mind blowing, like how crazy complicated stuff is. It's actually really good, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, I don't think not just as like a teen who in. it, enjoying the Disney stuff. Like it's actually just like really good. Well, okay, so I I never got into Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah, and part of it is just the 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 seemingly over-the-top complexity of the lore yeah it's fine if you play it is it yeah is it yeah well i haven't okay so i haven't gotten to the um the one that was a phone game that then was ported to the ds i haven't gotten to that one yet because there there was that oh what cross something cross yeah uh everything i've heard on youtube like i've I've watched synopses and stuff and it just seems like the level of lore and the jumps and like the so, the crossovers are just absurd, kind of, and like the the complexity of that. It's just like a spider web. But like, as you play it, it's just mostly been fine as I've played it so far. I I'm not actually all that. I've, I'm only I'm on my fourth game, and I just uh, the the I was playing three five eight over two days, which is a very good title, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course now now that I've like. Before I played Kingdom Hearts two and got the reason why it was called this, I, I you know, this sounds like a dumb name. I could I could never remember it. Now that I know why it's called that, I can never forget that it's called that. Which is well, yeah, 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 yeah. I've, I've watched, it, it I've like watched the Barry Kramer summary. That I've, I've watched called the Barry Kramer summary. Five, eight over two, three, yeah. Um, so that's only I'm like four games in though. So I, I I guess it could get way more complex as I get into all of the stuff between right. now and Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, where I am. At. All right. right. Well, I think the last segment here, this is kind of a I I didn't expect to do this today, but I think it just works out so nicely to do this today. So, um, Evan, you you started a new job recently, right? Yes. Uh, And so uh, to commemorate that, uh, Ian and I have bought you a gift. Oh, it is to your right underneath the box. If you would like to (laughs) reveal the cover of the box. Uh, should I, should I film this for, uh, for, for yeah. content purposes? All right. Do I unzip this or do I lift it? Well, you can lift it. Either one. Unzip. Oh, there's something that is bubble wrapped with a pair of scissors left perfectly on top of it. Well, yeah, cause, <laughs> cause presumably you need something to, to unwrap it with. It's been well staged. Yeah. Oh, I see. I see the standard icons for player count, uh, Age and time for a board game. I'm looking at see it through the wrap. This art looks familiar. Oh, huh. That is perfectly thematic. It is perfectly thematic. How did you know I was going to talk about Tragedy Looper? I did not. <laughs> if I'm being completely <laughs> honest here, it was a totally random coincidence. Ooh, get yeah. that audio. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That crinkle. Everyone knows that crinkle. Mm. It is Tragedy Looper Cosmic Evil. 
So not the grade schooler. No. <laughs> nice. It is a it is a sealed copy, which is are apparently really hard to find these days. Yeah, it's weird. Because this game like was released in North America, but not that much. And it was released in Europe, but also not that much. There it is. There's a little Tragedy Looper logo that doesn't really make sense in English because in J- Japanese, in the Japan copy, it was Tragedy Ru- Tragedy Ruper with an R, oh. R O O P E R, and then the, the 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 logo has that going around a circle. So the R from one became the R oh, on the end of one to the start of the other, but with an L at the front, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so so the reason why is that I I don't know if you remember last uh last year for your birthday I was looking through your board game thing your board game wish list right ah. and that's where i saw uh i saw like um the the one the one like king drafting game that i forgot that i wasn't able to find um but that's where i saw sagrada i was like okay cool we'll just get sagrada and, and call it good there um but there i also saw like the tragedy looper expansions right and for all the things in your wish list like all of them are like kind of like you want it but for some reason cosmic evil was listed there as the gotta have it where it's like I must have this game, and uh, through some some hoops, I was able to get a copy. I was like, "Well, nice. I think Evan would really like this." Yes, I do. Thank you very much. Because uh, I, I, it is it's exceeding it's getting pretty hard to find, but I was able to to find one. So yeah, that's the trouble with board games is they they're not unless you're like looking at the huge companies, they're not especially yeah. huge print runs. Speaking of Tragedy Looper, you know they're coming out with a, a new expansion this year too, right? I was vaguely aware something was in the works. I didn't know if that was actually going to finally happen. I think it's in February. That's supposed to come out. Nice. All right. I have a I have a copy on order, so we can we can mess around Excellent. with it. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, I'll grab a fourth person. I I don't think Ari actually really likes. It. My, <laughs> my partner does not really like it, so mm. got to find another person to be a fourth. So the um, it was completely circum- circumstantial by the way that ian talked about this 1v5 game or something like that and i figured can i get evan to talk about tragedy Looper? oh so i did walk into your trap you did kind of walk into my trap but i didn't have like the gift prepared or anything like that um but the the do you have any good one versus many games was was definitely a trap yeah wh- yeah <laughs> Because I feel like I, I'm vaguely familiar, like I feel like I vaguely knew you mentioning that game before or something like that. And I had an idea of how the game works as I was like researching this. But um, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Because Cosmic Evil is like really hard to find. I, I'm just proud I was able to find it. So. Oh, this has 20 scenarios. That's a lot of scenarios. What? You fit 20 scenarios in that box? Yeah, it's like you, you need two playing cards for a scenario. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Color me surprised. Um, the. Uh, what did I say? Yeah, I've played maybe. I've played a lot in college. It was like really funny. And like uh, the board game club would do on the weekends we had like a a weekday thing where we had a a room on campus but for like saturday it was probably actually sunday because it was stupidly late and i had class on monday and i remember you know staying up very late playing board games before class whatever Mm -hmm. um we had it at the food court of the hagen just next to campus right uh because you know there's tables there and they're not super busy at 
Sunday at sure, like sure, eight sure. to one <laughs> at night. Um, and we play Tragedy Looper was one of the games we played a decent amount of. Mm-hmm. And I really I was someone who didn't mind being the mastermind as much. So I, I generally just default to being the mastermind right. among groups because, you know, yeah. Well, my hope is that with the new scenarios, there's scenarios that you haven't played and can uh, enjoy playing as yeah. the non-mastermind, since I imagine being the mastermind spoils a lot of it. So Yeah, yeah, you do get to... Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like, staring like, at the card and, like, really needing to get it in your head yeah. to, like, actually play very well, so you, you actually do have to pay a lot of attention. Yeah. Whereas a player, you wouldn't maybe necessarily remember exactly if you've played a bunch. Yeah. But, like... In that group, I remember there was a game where, at, like I said, players could only communicate between loops. So, like, they, they'll, like, decompress what the fuck just happened, what the fuck are we going to do sort of, like, moment. Um, and for one of these games, it was it got so intense. Like, I was managing to keep the players so on edge that when we got to the break between the, the penultimate and the final loop, their last mm-hmm. chance to communicate their plans for the final their final chance to to maybe win um i just got up and went for a walk around the store <laughs> while they planned because like i if i was gonna listen to them talk and plan i was gonna fuck like i, I right. was gonna like right. psych myself out and like do the well they said they're gonna do this so should i plan this but do they know i'm listening and like no right. I, I can't even listen yeah. i'm just gonna play the best i can without yeah. the knowledge and well, no, I'm excited to try it out since yeah. uh, it seems like. See, I've only heard good things from Evan talking about this game. So it Evan is generally is a man of good taste. Absolutely, yeah. my favorite video, uh, my favorite board game. And like, I know I like a lot of trash board games, but this one's really good. Yeah. But usually, when you like trash board games, you like a certain slice of it, and you're very clear about that. Like, you're like, yeah. I like this aspect of it, and usually that aspect's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I'm not gonna make you play. Um, I don't, I don't want to even ask you to play Tales of Arabian Nights because I can already tell you will hate that game. <laughs> with like, no, you're just wandering around with very little control over your destiny mm-hmm. and letting things happen. To you. It's like very cool choose your own adventure stuff, but you are just kind of wandering around for two hours. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I think that about does it for uh yeah, for today's uh, podcast. I think we might record one, hopefully soon. Uh, cool maybe for like next weekend or something to maybe yeah. get a record yeah. Yeah. Like, I, we could potentially like a, like do a, one this weekend if uh oh yeah like like ooh, like oh post, this weekend yeah like post sounders game or something yeah like that. yeah that'd be good that's yeah. what i meant yeah i forgot it was already this week yeah, yeah, time, yeah, yeah. time flies fast fucking yeah. work all right yeah, cool well, well thanks so much for listening yeah thanks all our listeners on our officially published platforms now yeah and we will uh catch y'all soon adios Goodbye.